Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Fearless Ones podcast. On this episode, we talk about what the church is and what it isn't through the lens of a listener question about where they go to find the community that they long for. And ultimately, we challenge each of us to bring what we have to the table that none would have need. Enjoy this week's episode of the Fearless Ones podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fearless Ones podcast, where our mission is to build fearless people, create a fearless community, and lead a fearless generation. Matt Ham here, Kevin Adams there. What's up, dude? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I feel like yes. Matt Foley. The, yeah, I've been locked in the basement drinking coffee for four hours. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's well. That's good to see. I, I know uh, you were last week weren't feeling so hot and did did the show anyway. So I'm I'm grateful and uh, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, man. And thanks to our community, man. I had a lot of people reach out. It's it's refreshing, right? When you got yeah. people that watch the show and they'll just shoot you a text or send you messages. Hey, I hope you're feeling better. Or, you know, you'll mention something that you're going through, you know, somebody and just, Hey, praying for you. Like that yeah. part of the community <laughs> dynamic is really beginning to emerge among our listeners. And that's just really encouraging to see. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, <clears throat> and that that's good because that, that, that's kind of a good uh, segue into today's idea. Uh, you know, I always try to find things where I feel like uh, my heart is, it's got some fire in it. And, mm. and, and uh, sometimes it's a little discombobbled, <laughs> but I think that uh, <laughs> it's all right. Right. I think that, that, you know, the more refined we get, the better we get at this and the more everything's getting more polished and, and all that it's very slow but um the, the content and the thoughts are really really good and and uh, they're they're really from the heart and from a lot of experience and wisdom so i'm only saying that because um today is such an important aspect um even even uh, we, you know we've got riley uh who is working uh for fearless now um and um, she's she's working on so many different things, which I'm really proud of her. But one of the things is is to begin to to get people's questions and find out, you know, every week we, we want to. So I want to throw that out there. If you have any kind of question at all. Yes. Um, we want to answer them. You know, we can do a show on just questions. Uh, but she she is working on that. And um, so one of the questions today ties right in with the title and you know, community and what you just said. And so there's a lot of uh, indicators that this is a good subject for today. Absolutely. And I, I think, I think I want to reiterate this idea of, of people asking questions. Like one of the things that the, the traditional institutional church has missed is the idea of entertaining difficult questions, especially in a, you know, forum like this, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's like, you know, not that this is the, the heart of where it's coming from, but a lot of times it feels like just sit down, shut up and just listen to what's said and then, you know, move on down the way. And, you know, right. we know that Jesus asked a lot of questions. He answered a lot of questions. People yeah. came to him often with questions. And so mm -hmm. it is a healthy um, environment in a spiritually developing person to be in a space. Right 
where they can ask and engage questions. And I think that that's part of our heartbeat is to say we want to be a forum, um, a resource for people who have questions. So just again, a a reiteration of what you said, ask your questions, reach out to us, you know, engage us on social media. Let's have a conversation that leads to transformation instead of a one way kind of like preachy dialogue. Yeah, that's right. It's just such a good way to absorb, to learn, to grow. And, uh, uh, you know, listening, a conversation is is huge, real conversation where you've got people asking and listening. So, amen. Um, So, you know, maybe maybe uh, the title. I, I did look it up in the Hawaiian pigeon version, by the way. <laughs> there is I bet you did. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but the title is, uh, it, it comes from Acts. You know, I just walk around. I always kind of clip clip it and paraphrase it that none would have need. But uh, that's essentially in all of Acts. There's so much Acts is, you know, it's like Luke part two. But it's... Uh, Man, it's so good. And, yes, and if you really want to know what church is, mm. it's the body. Mm. It ain't the box. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not going to stop saying that. And, you know, if you don't want to be friends, that's fine. Uh, so we've run into some of that. Yes. Mostly not. Mostly people are going, you're right. Because yeah. their heart's telling them, you know, we're in a new season. It doesn't mean we don't need people and getting together and all that stuff. So there's so much to this, but we're going to just focus on a portion of it today. And the question even uh, that uh, someone asked uh, was, um, I'll see if I can read it. But, but before I do, the, the, uh, I've, I've got different verses open here on my computer. Um, so the, uh, it comes from that particular verse. I just wanted to, I got all these little windows. Hang on just a second. So this is uh, Acts, I think that was Acts 34, uh, I'm sorry, Acts 4, 34, 34. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we don't have to read the whole thing, but, but uh, I mean, you know, basically 32 through about 35 is, is, is kind of a theme for today, and this is really about putting it in perspective what you're bringing, what you have to offer, what is it that you're planting? So there's your context for what the church is. And what you bring is where your relationships are. What you have to offer is where your friends really emerge. So, you know, this, this verse uh, 34 says there were no needy people among them from time to time. This is a new century. I think it's pretty easy. Uh, from time to time, those who owned fields or houses sold them, brought the money, and gave it to the apostles. Then the money was given to anyone who needed it. Now, that's scripture. Yeah. Some people say, well, I don't want to be a communist. <laughs> I laugh at that. I mean, this is this is God. You yeah. Know? This is the this kingdom, is, not yeah. communism. <laughs> yeah. So, so just to throw this in. So it's not communal. It's not uh commune it's none of that that's evil that's atheist evil dictatorship garbage well it's counterfeit like we talk about right it takes this idea it counterfeits it and manipulates it for man's power instead of god's you know glory that's right so when you look at what it should be it should be matt 
bring what you have to offer. Bring your seeds. Kevin, bring yours. And anybody else, let's bring them. And that's where your value is. And when you start to pour that in, and oh my gosh, all boats rise. Now, what's the problem? The problem is people aren't like that because that's like Jesus. Now, people can be like that in moments, but discipleship takes you from the freedom of salvation all the way to learning how to live in that freedom. And it can take a lifetime. It doesn't have to. But that's what we're all about. In fact, life, um, I was reminded the other day, and this was Holly's vision, I guess, back in, uh, not I guess for sure, but I guess, I don't remember when exactly it was, but it's been years ago now, you know, over a decade. But the life stood for, there's an acronym. It stands for living intentional fullness every day. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what we want to help people do, to live in that freedom, the fullness of Christ through you outward to others to glorify him. Every day. So every day, every day. That's right. And it is daily. You know, you don't, you don't have to get way out there. Hey, right. Kev, real, Kev, real quick, yeah. I just want yeah, to catch up. There. I just want to catch up yeah, our yeah. listeners here. When he's talking, when Kevin's talking about the LIFE, um, the L-I-F-E acronym, of course, for those maybe new to what we're doing, that is the LIFE Center, which right. is the Fearless LIFE Center, which is our nonprofit entity, which is yeah. the primary core heartbeat of discipleship and vocational teaching and, and that um that 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 aspect for us. And so when he's mentioning that his wife, Holly, you know, had a vision from the Lord years ago and he get, she he gave her that kind of acronym. And that's where the birthing mm-hmm. of the Life Center. It's right. now come to fruition and we're living the Life Center out um, just for those kind of catching everybody up who may not be up yeah. to speed on that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a great, great uh, uh, point to 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 update. So. I was asking somebody, you know, me, my, my question for everybody is always, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to do? You know, it's way deeper than that, but you got to start there and people yeah. fight. But I asked somebody that the other day and he says, well, I just want to live fullness every day. I'm like, hmm, mm. sounds familiar. <laughs> so the, <laughs> I was reminded that is actually what the acronym stands for. But, uh, you know, before we get into that, so, so the church you know, let's get away from, I don't even like the word and the word's not really in there too much. Um, but it's just, we've got to start looking at this as people, you know, as a body, Mm -hmm. not the box. And, um, it's, it's meant to be, uh, relational. And so, um, you know, the question was, oh, I, let's tackle the question real quick, and then we'll get into, you know, the discipleship aspect of it. So I'm going to look it up here. <clears throat> I've got so many different things spread out. So, Kev, while you're grabbing that, I'm just going to mention this to the listeners. Yeah. Too. So, so today we're, we're unpacking this concept in the book of Acts, uh, which is the, the recording of the operation of the early church, how the early church was founded, how the body was established and began to be lived out through the lens of this passage of scripture in Acts 34, 34, which says, you know, there were 
Um, there was not a needy person among them. Yeah. And um, this idea of what it means to bring what you have to the table that none would have need, which is a right. theme throughout Acts, which a lot of people in the modern construct of faith and spiritual things just overlook or misunderstand. So th that right. all being said, Kevin, what was the question that the uh, listener brought? Yeah, yeah. And that's good. I appreciate that. That 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 helps. And uh, so but the question was, <laughs> um, and it's, you know, it's a common question. And uh, I, I just I, I only chuckle because I know it's sincere, but but I, but I also know that uh, um, we want to uh, uh, we want to help people grow in, in in redefining what this looks like. So I'll just read it says uh it well all right uh, it's it's only a snippet so I'll, I'll have to fill in the gaps but basically question is how do i find a church that isn't watered down feel good non-biblically truth-based and or in bed with the government mm. you know and I, and I love the all of the adjectives you know the attributes that's pretty good in bed with the government that's that may be my favorite <laughs> yeah. but i think the bigger question is i'm this person and i don't know who this is but i'm searching i'm yes. searching for my people yes my people who are real who live completely and utterly with all their heart strength mind everything for god you know and that is what that question is about so what a lot of people will do is take that and go, well, you know, there's one over here, there's one on that corner and there's, you know, thousands of them yeah. even around here. We don't need more of those um, sitting empty all week and collecting dust and building bigger coffee shops and signs and all that crap. Hmm. What we need is more people coming together that what that there were, uh, there was no need among them. They, they, they didn't have need. So, you know, we talked about this last time, I think, or maybe the time before. Um, so we'll answer the question, but uh, this is, you have something to offer. People have a need. You know, one of the, the quotes that I like to send out regularly is, is uh, you know, you have a, you're, you're a, you're uh, oh gosh what's it well, how's it go I'm, I'm i'm always tired right it's <laughs> friday it's a bit a long week meet with a lot of people but um you're you're you have a vacant you're a vacancy uh there's a vacancy with your name on it in history god put you here now yes it matters it really matters so when you think about how that question how do i find this well you find it um, essentially by starting to look where there is a need, what do you have to offer? And, and that, that's a big process and it takes time, but that's essentially how you find where you belong. And, um, you know, you can go back and listen to a bunch of shows and you'll, you'll start getting it, or you can do some mentoring or whatever, and we'll, we'll get you there. But that's how you answer that question. Where you have something to offer, and we'll call it seed planting, and we'll get into that. That's where your people are. That's where you are a part of the body. One body, many parts. You have a role to play. 
Mm. You know, so it's not just find a church where somebody's preaching good stuff. Equipping is fine. Worship is fine. All that stuff's good, but that is a spoke. It's not the hub. The hub is uh, the, the spirit of God, Jesus, our savior and God, the father, and we have to live from there outward. So we become a part of that when we're vessels from heaven living out into the earth. So anyway, one good verse, I tell this to people, usually when they ask me that question, I try not to be snarky about it. But I just say, you know, Matthew 18, 20, and I just pulled it up in the Amplified. I love the Amplified. Uh, But it says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, and then in brackets, it says meeting together as my followers, I am there among them. So, you know, I only ever had one Instagram post in my life. I, I never got into it. You know, I was big into Twitter years ago and all that. The only Instagram post I ever made was uh, somebody asked me how I was doing. And I was on the beach with my wife and I took a picture and I just said, we're two more gathered. You know, he's with us. So that was church for me. Mm. So I think that you got to find your people, not your pastor. You got to find your people, hmm. and uh, it's not about some somebody standing up and preaching necessarily. Now, I'm not talking about people that teach, speak, and all that. That's a gift. I'm talking about this this mechanical thing where people think they've got to go find a good pastor and a good building with comfy seats, or you know, or legit. Like you know, I don't want to be in bed with the with the government, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They'll have you wearing masks and flipping out over Ukraine, which is all garbage. It's all crap. So, so anyway, going back to the 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 question, um, and really kind of narrow because I think I think one of the things that we are recognizing, Kevin, you've even said this, is that there is starting to become a hunger for real community. It yes. is the season for community. We've we've been coming through a season of individual development of individual refinement, of individual preparation. And many people over the last few years have been through kind of a fiery trial of refinement and preparation. And now God is beginning to orchestrate and bring community together. And so you have yes. a, a lot of people who listen to this show, a lot of people who don't listen to this show. There's people out there and they're looking for their people. And mm-hmm. they ask the question, they're going, you know, how do I find a church? Because that's what they know. That's the connection point. How do I find a church that has people that kind of meet me where I am? And they post it on Facebook and people go, oh, we'll go here, try this, right. I like this. And it's like a buffet of church. Right. And so what you're saying is, is, is essentially to reapproach that question from yes. a different perspective. And instead right. of saying, where can I go to get or find you're saying, what do I have to bring to offer right. you know, to, to the community? To one other person or more than one. Start with one. And, uh, but, but it's good. I mean, I think, I think what you're doing today, especially, and uh, it's, it's helping, is, uh, you know, filling in the gaps. And I, I can get way out there, and I try to do a lot in a little bit of time. But, but this is really helpful. Um, but that's right. You know, I forget, you know, people aren't always tracking. Um, but 
you know, pulling from the scripture, two or more are gathered. He's there. Yeah. He's there. He's there. That's all you need. I, you know, the snarky answer is start your own. Mm. <laughs> start your own church. But you, we don't need more of that. In fact, I don't even know that we need that. That's me. I'm saying it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, you know, it's allowed people to go astray and be comfortable with it and check it off. Mm. And uh, it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means, you know, it's it's an easy way to not be reliant upon God. You, you know, the freedom is in God, not freedom from God. So when you can just go do that and you can be done with it and then come back next week or whatever, it's not it's not real. It's not authentic. I'm not saying your faith isn't or your pastor isn't or whatever. I'm saying you, it's time. It's time to reassess all of this, just like every single thing we're seeing in the world around us. This isn't me saying it. This is what God's doing. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to take my word for it. When you say, Kevin, you know, that this isn't what people need, you know, so speaking to the person, right, who mm-hmm. who feels this hunger, this desire, whatever, um, what would you say is essential? Like what, what are the cornerstone elements that we need and what do you think, what steps exist for somebody to begin moving to that direction of establishing and creating a community or finding their people and beginning to gather together? Well, the very first thing is you need to know, um, that you believe God, not just in him. And if you don't, then you have to start there. You have to figure out where you are. And that means that um, uh, you, you, you have to dig in. You have to press in. You have to ask, seek, knock. You, you have not because you ask not. I mean, there's so much. So you have to get the word of God in you. And what happens is God begins to show you more and illuminate. You know, people don't like it when you say, just read the Bible. <laughs> They, they'll, they won't say, oh, that's wrong. They'll say, oh, yeah, I need to. I should. I ought to. Yeah, whatever. And it's just the same crap over and over again. You have to hunger for it. You know, the, the text this morning was, is God your proudest habit or your most uh, sincere hunger? And I just leave it there because if you're not hungry, then you better develop some hunger. If you are hungry, you're doing great. You don't have to get overwhelmed. So you have to start small doses and know that God, what he says is real, is true. Not what you see, but what he says. That's the starting point of, of the church. But once you take those small doses and keep going and keep going, God will begin to open it up. He'll show you where you need to be. Everything is attached to his will. Everything successful is. So there's provision, you know, there's, everything's there. But you have to build your house on that rock. Mm. So doing that together with somebody who will love you and be honest with you and help you is great. That is church. And uh, you can break bread if you want to and, you know, all the same things. But uh, we, we what's missing is discipleship, making disciples. Can't do that in an hour or two on a Sunday. It doesn't work like that. Um, so, so anyway, the, the word of God, getting it in you so that, Mm. I mean, it's so that it's in you. 
Uh, I, I don't know how to describe that. I just know when, when I'm talking to people, it comes up, the, the verses, and I've studied it for years. It's like eating the word of God. You take it like bread and eat it, take it mm. in. You have to imagine it and go there, right? We, we talked about this many, many times. But that's the starting point because there's no obstacle. And now, if you can't afford a Bible or get online somewhere, we'll send you a Bible. You yeah. It, but that's the starting point. You have to know, begin to know God and go after him. And he will meet you there and he'll, and he'll go after you. And then he'll start to show you where your people are, where you have something of value to offer that he made you to do. Ooh. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I just had a, I had a, a really uh, just a powerful kind of what I feel like the spirit was just saying, when you get hungry for God, he will bring you your people. But if you're looking for people, you know what I mean? You, you miss the hunger. You can miss the hunger for God. So essentially what you're saying is, is get hungry for the father, his word, his presence, and then he will bring the people to right. meet that hunger instead of looking for the people. Right. right. Um, and, and missing his presence and his word. That's a, that's yeah. a fresh perspective that I think people need to, to sit with and digest is start hungering for his word and his presence. And he will bring people who have a similar hunger. Yeah, that's right. And that's what the text means this morning. It, it's a lot of people accidentally treat God like a proud habit. I'm a mm. proud oh, yeah, Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Right. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the real test of the, you have to look at the fruit and the real test of it is, are you being like Jesus in the things that you spend your time in? It doesn't, I'm not talking about good behavior. I'm not talking about saying the F word, you know, don't ever say that, or don't have a couple of IPAs. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing. It's, I mean, you know, if you act stupid, you pay consequences. <laughs> the wages of sin is death. So I'm not saying go out and be a partier. I'm saying if you are living from the place where the spirit is leading you and the word is guiding you outside in, inside out, it can't fail. It can't. If you think it can, you're not a believer because what you believe in is false. Period. That's it. So once you get a hold of that, now you can start to let God prune your life and, and focus it in the right direction. That's exactly what's happened to me over my whole life, really, but in the last 15 years in particular. So I'm saying it from experience. You can't take this away from me. Mm. No, I'm just going to tell you, if you don't believe it, that's all right. You know, but this is the truth. It's just the truth. Now, how you carry it out, there's so many nuances and your, you know, your fingerprint is uh, special. You know, you are an individual and that matters. So we want to help you figure that out. But, but the core goes back to, you know, this idea that you're here to offer that none would have need. You are one part of the body and it's it's valuable. That's your value, not what you have or hold, but who you are and why you're here. That's yeah. where you find your church. Mm. So we just want to train people. We, we don't want to. We are training right. people to go out and be like that. 
we happen to also have our own community, you know, but we're not trying to be anybody's church. We are saying we are the body. Uh, we're a significant uh, piece of it in this time and age. So if you, you want to be a part of our community and help us go make disciples, dude, just do it, you know? Yeah. So anyway, it's a lot, but. <clears throat> so when, when somebody is, um, when somebody's sitting in this place, just to, again, bring, come us back to, you know, the square of where we are right now um, and, and tying it into this passage. Uh-huh. Right. So, so the answer, you know, if you will, to the question of how do I find, you know, is whatever is bring what you have. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And begin to hunger for the Lord and for his word. And, and God will begin to orchestrate the relationships and the people and the connectivity and all that stuff around yes. you. Um, within this kind of element of meeting, you know, it says it says back in Acts chapter two that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the breaking of bread and you know all these kinds of things. And so, how do you feel like that plays in, Kevin? Because what I feel like is a lot of people all they know is what they know, and they know that the old way is passing, right? And there is this new thing coming, but it's like they can't quite put their hands on it yet. They can't quite touch it, feel it yet. So, from your perspective, with what God's shown you. What do you feel like is ahead in this season for these true believers to come together and devote themselves to teaching and break bread? And like, what does that look like to you? If it's not in this, you know, building or this box that we talk about, I mean, do you see this emerging in home churches? Do you see, you know, um, some some level of apostolic um, authority begin to emerge? I mean, just I'm just curious as you unpack this from what you see. Well, <clears throat> Listen, you know, it's not a clean uh, process any more than than your fingerprint or mine is the same. We we are corporately, we're siblings. We have God's DNA. We're made in his image. And so Jesus is our standard. We are meant to live the way he lived on earth. Now, we're not meant to be the perfect lamb of God. He did that. has nothing to do with us except that. It is for us, right? Mm. We need to receive it. But the man, all God, all man, two things, right? Two completely separate but uh, important aspects of Jesus. Jesus is our standard. So you got to ask yourself, how many churches did he start or build? Mm. And then you got to go back to what did he actually do that is our example? Mm. And that is the beginning of when you listen, one of the things is when I ask people about one of the core things I teach or help people understand is I know I'm going around the mountain here, but relationship, you know, one, I see the pruning happens, especially when people are in, in a way different place and they come through this process in their life is it's pruned. Sometimes they lose this or they lose friends or, but it, God's pruning you, you know, it's not a trail of destruction. It's right. it's making you more robust. So within that, you know, I'm not going to say don't go down to the local wherever and worship. Great, do it. But don't look at that as the church. Look at that as a congregation where you can worship. You know, if you feel right about it, great. I don't know what that looks like for you. I can't answer that. What I can say is you got all this other time on your hands 
And if you're not living completely from a place of trust, like the centurion for Jesus, mm-hmm. and confidence and joy and fullness, then you're missing the mark. Mm. You're missing your purpose. It's not going to be found in that building, you know, by some pastor who may not have been through what you have. If you've mm-hmm. been through stuff in your life, I want to talk to you. If you haven't in your preaching, you need to go go through some stuff or sit mm. down, shut up and listen, mm. read your Bible. So all I'm saying is to whoever, when their heart's genuine, God's all over it. He will do the heavy lifting. We don't need to make things happen. We need to learn how to listen to God and follow where he's taken us and go. Mm. Yeah. That's the difference. So it's not out your back door. It's where you are, where he wants to send you. He'll tell you that. I can't describe it any other way. I, yeah. You know, I mean, I can try, but it. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, and again, I'm, I'm pressing just to kind of continue to unearth this picture because, it, you know, when the word says thing like, um, you know, the, the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul and no one said um, that any of the things belonged to him was his own, right? So mm-hmm. that's before the passage. Right. Scripture. So, you know, for me, and, and I'm saying me as an example, I'm not saying the only uh-huh. one, but when, yeah. when I long to see the unity in the body of Christ, when I long to see the church in Wilmington rise up, when I long to see the body, many parts become active in the city, but yet I see all of these siloed institutions based on denominations or buildings or whatever. I'm yeah. going, okay, Father, you obviously have to do some more perfecting of the bride because the bride will be perfected when the king returns, right? And so you've got to do some more perfecting. I don't see that in all of these silos, divided things. So that's the thing that I long for. But I think what you're pointing out is really important is it's not my job to go and create that thing. It's God's job to create it. And I just have to follow and bring what I have. Yeah. And and you need to look at what you're thinking it is. Really, really consider, is that what it is? You know, is it, you know, a a group of people, uh, you know, out on the lawn somewhere doing worship once in a while. I I don't know, but but here's what it is to me and the way I understand it. um, Yes, it has some structure. It should, but it's being like Jesus in everything you do every day. Now, I'm not saying I do that. You know, I, I can be a jerk here and there. <laughs> we all can. I'm saying that that's my heart every day. And it naturally unfolds because it's it, 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 I'm doing the thing he meant me to do. And when you do that, God does the heavy lifting. It, it's like saying, um, go after him with everything. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? all these things. So you want you want to attend somewhere, go do it. I, I would never say don't. But what I'm finding is most people I talk to when, when you when they, they say people say the same stuff over and over. I don't want to sell. I don't want to be multi-level marketing. I don't want to go preach to anybody. It's the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody's different. They all say it. The way to preach to people is to go and literally be like Jesus to people. You know what? They don't see him coming. They don't expect God to be that good. 
And when you are good to people like that, it freaks them out, but it also opens doors. And that's how God draws people to himself. Mm -hmm. That is the church. Now, that's a big picture. But how you do it locally, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to do that, including a Sunday. Uh, but but gathering in your home, having dinner, you know, I mean, gosh, we can come up with all kinds of ways where we can break bread and, and honor God together. Yeah. And, and people with wisdom can get up and talk about God. You know, people that don't have wisdom, but they want to learn and they're hungry. Then yeah. you sit at the low end of the table and you listen and you learn. Yeah. That is church. That's what the body is. It's just a part part of it. It's equipping, right? Yeah. That's how I see it. You know, so. it's, and I appreciate you explaining this. This is kind of like a me and you conversation. I hope everybody else <laughs> is picking up from it, but I think it's I think it's yeah. valuable because as a guy who was so ingrained in that institutional church thing, went every Sunday, very involved or whatever, and then pulled back from it. Now, you know. Um, I had this urge to gather um, a couple of years ago, especially when churches were shutting down and kind of my heartbeat that you and I talked about is like, if churches are shutting, my yard is open. If churches sure. are asking for money, I'm not going to beg you for anything. And if churches don't let you speak, I, I will let you share what's on your heart. Right. And, and I did that and we opened up right. the backyard and it, there were moments where it was wonderful. There were moments where it was really challenging. And I started to understand why everybody doesn't need to speak, why you do have to have some financial support. You know what I mean? That's and right. And how demanding it is to put on a weekly event, you know, on, so I had to learn the tough way and I, and I did, it doesn't negate the, the time and the, the, the moments the Lord showed up, but it helped clarify for me, Matt, I'm not asking you to go build this. I'm not asking right. you to go start this church, right? You just right. need to, you know, be yourself. And so we do have a group of folks that, that come to the house occasionally. We'll have dinner sure. and we'll read the word and we'll pray. And we actually had somebody yeah. in our community at Faith and Business yesterday go, Matt, you know, I'm, I'm just, my husband and I really want to get together, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, next time we do it, you're welcome to come, you know? And so it's just yeah. a very informal, um, organic thing that that feels more right in my heart than trying to make something happen. Yeah, exactly. We're not here to make this happen. We're here to learn how to listen to God and he will show us the way and follow it with everything in us. And to that end, we begin to see why we're here. It's you're not going to find purpose on a shelf. You can keep buying that crap and do it. Look, I did it all. You know, I'm 56 years old. I'm not ancient, but I'm not 40 or 30 or 25. And, and you know, I've learned a lot. And I, I've actually crammed a lot into those 56 years, probably three lifetimes worth. So I'm, it's not it's not arrogant. It's just the truth. Take yeah. it or leave it. I don't care. What I do care about is honoring him and teaching the word of God to people so that mm -hmm. once they get it in them, they can begin to live in the freedom that Jesus paid for. Most people accept that he paid for it, but they don't know how to live in the freedom of it. So they live in both places. They go in and out and in and out. And it, it's tentative. It's being tossed about like the waves. And it, I, it, I don't think it's on purpose. I just think that if you're not, if you don't challenge people, you're not helping them. Mm. People don't grow without challenge. They don't grow without pruning. You have to be honest with people. When you live in fear and you teach from fear, 
you end up with fearful people. And I'm not about that. There's, there's no, I don't care. So either let's do this together or go do your own thing. And that's okay. All right. So, so all I'm saying is the church is people that begin to recognize that God put them here right now and he has purpose for them. And God will show you that purpose. You don't get it out of, you know, off the shelf somewhere mm. or some famous pastor. You get it when you dig in, you ask, seek, knock. All we do is we help you do that. And we, and we, in whatever areas that you have strongholds or you have, you know, it's just, there's so much to this. I don't want to get off track. Yeah, you're good, man. This is, but I that's think what, great. that's what, we're commanded, you know, to go and make disciples. And uh, what does that look like? Well, it looks like a lot. And guess what? The, one of the great things about community or the body working together is that none have need, right? It doesn't say go out and build homeless ministries and let's isolate and build silos like you were talking about. You don't need that if people mm. are doing what they should. But what people do is they, out of fear, they white knuckle everything. We've talked about this and, and they don't give. And, and I'm not talking about uh, just money. I'm talking about all kind of stuff. And that's that's one of the things I do want to get to before we, you know, we got really off on the subject of what is church, but it's OK. It's important. You know? Well, I think I think the construct of the church, right, the book of Acts is the God's inspired Absolutely. word of yes. what that looks like. That's what right. we're in today. That's why the conversation has gone there. Yes. A right. lot of people are hungry to understand what that's looking like in this season. So I think yep. it's very essential that we've talked about this to give some sure. definition yeah. and some clarity from our perspective right. to a hungry people who are looking for that. But I, I know you wanted to yeah. talk about, you know, people kind of bringing yeah. what, what they have. So um, go ahead and, and, and dive in, man. We got about, um, I don't know, 15, 16 minutes or so. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's it's fine. I'm not, there's no complaint. I just, I just want to make sure that we can uh, connect some dots here. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think the point of that whole segment is, when you start to recognize that you're priceless, like you can't argue this, you can walk away from it and get back into the grind and all that. But the older you get, you're going to see it. So get on with it or you'll regret it. The, the quicker you can grab hold of true belief and the amazing freedom, then you can let God start to show you why you're here. And mm -hmm. he will. I promise you with everything in me, with everything I'll ever be or have, he will do that for you. And that's where, when you get to the word where he says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, it'll be done for you. That's where, when you see the centurion saying, just say the word, I know how authority works. This is belief. If you don't have that, you got to hunger and you get to that. Mm -hmm. Once you have that, you start seeing further out and further out. You know, I'm not, I'm not special, but I, get this okay but it, it took a lot of pain and a lot of growth mm -hmm. to get to that point all right god will do it through you for you and that's what it looks like doing it together with people and there's joy in it all right that's where friendships relationship all of that starts to work and it's real there's no news weather and sports surfacy gunk 
You know, nobody's trying to get you to go work in a nursery and do crap you don't want to do. This is about bringing what you have that none would have need. So hold on to that. All right. Now let's talk about what that could look like a little bit, a little bit further. It's still general, but maybe there's a, you know, a little bit of encouragement in the teaching here. So one of the things I did want to, I got rid of it. Oh, I got all these texts. Okay. Um, <laughs> thanks for bearing with me here. All right. So I, I want to look at that work, that work that you do, that I do, that we're all the corporate part of it again, because okay. this is coming together. This is, you know, we, we want to teach people how to fish. You know, we're not just here to just to throw food at them and some, some razors and hope they shave. And one day maybe they'll find God in that. we're here to feed them but we're here to teach them that's what this is about jesus taught rabbi Mm -hmm. taught and then the apostles became apostles churches founded on top of them because they are uh, teachers so essentially they've got a, a lot you know but the reason there's healing and and physical things is because it's like saying we want to teach a man to fish but we need to feed him while he's learning. That's what we do. We do both. We don't just feed somebody and we don't just, uh, you know, teach somebody ethereal ideas. So the life center idea is both. And that's how you get people free. Once somebody's free, then they go and they do it for others. And when you have that together in, in a type of a family or whatever, then you have all of these assets where people with the right kind of hearts can truly, truly, truly live out, you know, this thing. It's like saying capitalism, not communism. Capitalism is awesome, but if it loses its moral compass, it's mm. jacked up. And that's what we see in America right now. All right. Mm. So good word. Coming back to what what isn't working, but then what is. Okay, so I want to start with the idea that we're not here to plant fruit we're here to plant trees think of it this way i know i'm metaphor again but fruit is temporary trees are permanent Hmm. so when we plant now i know in the scheme of things trees are not permanent eternally but we have to think in some form of idea that we can grasp so you know, God produces fruit. We bear fruit. So what, what disciple making looks like is planting seeds. But when you plant a seed, eventually, yes, you want it to be fruitful. But fruit is meant for so many things. The fruit is temporary. And if you don't get the fruit, it will fall and rot. And, you know, but it's still God uses it. So we know that even scripture, and I pulled that up too earlier. Uh, I don't, we don't have time probably to read it, but basically it says you go to bed at night after you, it's like the kingdom of God. You scatter your seed, you go to bed at night, you wake up and you, and it grows and you don't know how mm-hmm. God is the how that's huge. If I could teach somebody one thing ever in their life to learn this, that God is the how let go of it, step in and he will show it to you but he won't let you be free of him 
he wants you to be more reliant upon him and human nature fights that. All right. So, so think about it this way. Fruit is temporary. Trees are permanent. We're here to plant trees. And so when you bring what you have, that's what you're doing. You're helping people get free because people bear fruit. Kevin, give me trees. Give me an example of the difference between planting fruit versus planting a tree. Does it make sense? Like cl- clarify that a little bit for me, just from a from a an example somebody can touch. Well, you, you know, I, you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, you, you know, when you have seeds. Now, I want to talk about what those seeds are. You like. Yeah, you think of it this way. Um, I wrote this down the other day. How do you build something out of nothing? Well, most people say, well, you can't make something out of nothing. That's not true. God is the one who makes something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. He's the origin of something from nothing. Now, we can't do that. But from him through us, it does happen. Mm-hmm. A seed is one of those things. Okay. So when you think about planting a seed, you got to get past the cartoon part of it. Look, if you want to work in a, in, in, in a, you know, behind a computer and you're programming and all that, you, you don't need to be out on a farm, but you can still understand what happens when you plant a seed. God makes it grow. You plant, somebody waters. That's showing teamwork. It's showing the body in action. It's showing the process. God is the one who gets credit. He made the whole thing, but we have a role to play. Okay. So think of it that way. Hopefully you can touch that. Yeah. Um, I can't not speak in metaphors and it's the same as Jesus spoke in parables. It's, it's the same exact thing. So, so all I'm saying is um, from a tree to fruit, you don't go out and put a seed in the ground and think an apple is going to show up on top of the ground. Now, I know there's tons, there's cabbage and all that stuff. I'm just giving you something that, that to, to delineate or, or to separate the idea that we want to sow our seeds into something that will bear fruit. So when you plant a tree, it's something that will bear fruit for over and over and over and over again. That's something from nothing. Or it, why? Because it's infinite. So you can take one seed and repopulate, you know, uh, theoretically, you could populate the entire planet with that particular species of plant. So mm. planting a seed is the most potent return on investment there is. But what are you planting? So when I'm, I'm considering people, trees, if you mm. will, uh, oaks of righteousness, right? I know yeah. you love that passage. Yeah. But what do people do? People bear fruit. We don't produce it. We don't make it happen. We are the vessel through which God produces fruit. We bear it. Women don't produce children. They bear them, right? So fruit is the outcome. That's our job. But we have to do, it's a long-term process. We have to plant. It's like saying we build fearless people. We create a fearless generation or or, or a fearless community, sorry, and we lead a fearless generation. It's Jesus is about the future. He's he's generational. He's also about right now. So you got right now, 
That's the person in front of you. Then you've got the people that you can bring and, and bring who you are to your gift set, right? Your seeds that none would have need. And then you do that. And what happens is you raise up a generation for Christ. That's what the, the, the church is about. It's about forwarding the kingdom. It's not about building more buildings and doing the same stuff that keeps people on pharmacy, divorce rate, 70%. It ain't working. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it ain't working. What is working is this. I think that the <laughs> the dynamic that we're pressing into here is to challenge people to rethink about how they um, yeah. live for God, right? It's, yes. it's like God doesn't need you to volunteer here or to volunteer there or go to create this ministry. Like right. he, he just needs you to invest in people. You know what I mean? Um, I heard yeah. a... Uh, I heard a, a pastor say one time, and it made me mad when I heard him say it. Um, I, I know where his heart was, so I'm not mad at him. Sure. It was just the, the twisting of the language. Um, he said the church was God's plan A, is what he said. And that that kind of got me like riled up or whatever, because what what I what I know him to be saying is that people were God's plan A right? God's plan A to redeem mankind was people, his son through people, that that was his plan, right? It is his mm -hmm. plan. It's how he's living it out. But how it's manifested in time is, is become that, that whole thing of what is the church, blah, blah, blah. But my right. point is, is that, you know, we have got to change the way we see kingdom living and move toward this space of where we just invest in people and we pour into people yep. and we give what we have and we bring our gifts to the table. And God is the one who is going to bear the fruit from that, that is going to bless others. And he's going to produce it. He, he produces, bear it. we bear it. Yeah. And, and that's the part that's just, it takes a slight slowing down and yes. shifting your mindset and perspective to understand what your role is in the process. That's right. That's exactly right. And it, it's, it is a complete and utter shift in paradigm. And, and think about these periods throughout history where we've seen the wheels fall off the cart and in culture shifted. We're in one of those seasons right now. I'm mm. not saying that as some kind of prophet. I don't care. You know, whatever. I'm just telling you, this is, you, if you can't see it, you're still asleep and you're going to miss out. But we can look at it in all the institutions of man. They are utterly corrupt. And I'm talking about the church too. It doesn't mean all Christians are or all people or whoever's working for the government or whatever. It just means the tops of these organizations all throughout the whole thing. You know, we can talk about what institutions later, but there is uh, kill, steal, and destroy. Mm. And God is doing something amazing right now. And we have to be patient while he's doing that. But we've got to learn who we are in this moment because the need is great for who you are. And if you don't think so, then you're not honoring God because God made you and mm. put you here now. And you can't get around that. I don't care if you're twice as smart. You, you, you cannot. Uh, it, it's irrational. God is smarter, more powerful. He made you. 
All I'm doing is trying to hold you accountable to that for your own sake and for his glory and for the sake of those who you're, who need who you are. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's amazing. It's true freedom. You don't have to get up and think about things that you used to, but you do have to learn. And it takes time to step out of that world and it takes practice. So it's seed planting. It's gradual. A lot happens below the surface and then it germinates. And that's scripture. So patience is huge. Mm. Um, but uh, and I want to mention, talk about that for a second. But uh, so so th- here's a, a little bit of a process. Think about Does that make sense, though? We're here to plant trees and fruit comes from trees. Fruit is temporary. Trees are permanent. Mm-hmm. we're sowing into people. people people are here they're eternal they matter the fruit that they they bear is what god does through them so my fruit might be being a really good teacher um but in that there's also seeds right fruit has seeds you, you see it, it i mean it's amazing but most people go oh, i'm so t- sick of the <laughs> cartoons and the metaphors yeah. and i just want Get up and go. What? Okay, so tune us out. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be snarky. It's just <laughs> I've been saying this stuff for so long, and and you get worn out. You yeah. love people, but after a while, you just go, look. If you don't want it, that's okay with me. But I'm going to move on to somebody who does. Period. Yeah. So here's the thing I wanted to read. Uh, I do want to talk about what your seeds. So what your seeds, what are the first thing you got to do is you, how do you build something out of nothing? I'm reading off my board here. How do you build something out of nothing? Think about that. You can't do it. God can, but he'll do it through you. That's amazing. That means you don't, there's no, the point of that is there's no obstacles. Oh, I got to save up one day. I'll have this. And well, look at this. And well, I can't do that. Or I'm always going to be sick or uh, -uh. with God. You can build something out of nothing. He's the only way. But if you do, he will do something out of nothing through you. And and I, I mean, I'm, you're looking at it, right? So that's the first thing. How do you build something out of nothing? Second thing is you have to plant seeds. Next thing is what are your seeds? This mm-hmm. is where you get into the deeper teaching, the desires of your heart, all that. And then who gets your seeds, right? Mm-hmm. And we can talk about this next show, but yeah, your, and your seeds are their gifts. Desires of your heart, resources, abilities, opportunities. Okay, you got it. Everybody's got this. And but when you talk yourself out of it through complaint, or you know, you're looking at a rich guy and you don't have what he has, and go, "Well, I'll never have." Or that's not Jesus. Jesus started with nothing. Look hmm. what he's done. All right. So I just, even though we got to go a couple minutes here, I want to read this. Here's the difference. And I, I hope this is convicting to people. There are, there are people probably in any medium-sized community that are very well off, and there are people who are not. Well, a lot of what goes on out there is this idea that we want to pour our money into something novel, something uh, cool, something yeah. that's going to help people. or You know, it's even getting really weird and wokey these days. But uh, we saw, you know, it was mentioned to us several years ago, and uh, this, this, this True Colors thing, a brewery of made up of gang members, 
I think the heart and the idea, I don't know if it, it was good or not, but the idea spiritually felt off. It felt like, uh-uh, this is not good. But it's cool. It's got cool factor, right? Colors and all that. I mean, it's a disaster. Here we are three years later. Everybody I've talked to about it, I've only talked to a few people about it. Good folks who stayed away from it for the same reason. And uh, so not only did this uh, fall apart, but it, it was my point in this is there's people just throwing away money. Yeah. So so I, I wanted to read a text I sent to a good friend who who stayed away from it. I won't name him, but uh, I mean, he's in complete agreement with us about this. But this is where people are sowing into. So when I say mm -hmm. there's a paradigm shift, we got to put into into people into the right things and honor God. This is where people think they're doing it and they're not. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I said, this is about the true colors. And I said, I saw there was $5 million invested, lost and completely wasted in true colors, all that money and nothing, nothing helped uh, our community or even a single person. It only made it worse. I mean, there were several people were killed in, in this yeah. stupid thing. And, it, and, and it's just another, oh, well, throwaway loss by rich investors. Mm. These guys who are, you know, my age probably or somewhere in that range, just, yeah, that's cool. I'll throw something at it. Or your age who, you know, may have a little extra or whatever. This is not good. Okay. Mm. No, they're just throwing it away. Just throwing that $5 million away. Think about mm. that. At the same time, we... You, me, us, our community, everybody who's involved, we are actually changing this community person by person, family by family, and literally with literally the crumbs from these people's table. We're doing it with nothing. So we're building something out of nothing. Yes, there are people now who are starting to believe in what we're doing and pitch in a little bit more. But it's like dragging people around because we don't have the colors and we're not cool. So yeah. these guys just waste this money and, and we're we're using the crumbs. That ought to be convicting to you. All right. So mm. I said, I don't mean to harp on this, but this has to be heartbreaking to God. It certainly is to me. Man's priorities suck. Mm. And we are discipling people we are really really planting trees and i'm seeing it more and more and more and it's amazing when they come around and they're starting to bear fruit you know all of that money wasted on the stupid thing because people have too much to just throw away but they're I, that's fine it's yours to do with what you want but do you the the real question is does that please god and are you doing what he gave it to you to yeah. do those resources are his and after you're gone and laying in a grave somewhere or whatever, that is going to end up somewhere else. Right now is your opportunity to pour it in. But it's not money. It's money. It's resources. It's abilities. All of that. And you have to you have to be convicted by this. If you're not, then, you know, you're you're beginning to, to miss out. Well, you know, I think about this, Kevin, um, and so many people with money, or even if they have a little, think they have a lot, they don't think they have a whatever. Um, right. They think about their money as, is this a wise investment? 
Oh, I right. bought I bought this. This is a wise investment. Or oh, my buddy's starting this up. I'm going to make this investment. Or oh, this this you know it's a great time to buy this piece of real estate. It's a great time to buy this stock. You know this is a good investment. This is a good investment. And we've been duped as as Christian people in that world, right? Um, to think that that type of investment matters more than literally what we are pouring into the kingdom of God and investing in That's right. And so it's going, you know, what is your greatest investment? Is it your stock account? Is it the real estate you bought? Is it the the property that you got for pennies on the dollar and now it's worth 10 million? Is it the business that you sowed into that now boomed? Or is the greatest investment you've ever made what you have given the father, you know what I mean, to pour out for his kingdom and bless others that you might never see? That's right. That you might never see. You see, the problem is that so many people with financial resources judge the value or validity of their investment by how much it produces and yields and money, but they don't have a kingdom mindset to go, you know what, I'm pouring my investment into seeds of people and I don't ever have to see what kind of investment it is. You know what I mean? It's like the guy that buys the $100,000 SUV for a tax write-off just because he can, which I was that guy, by the way, instead of going, you know what, father? What do you want me to do with this? What kind of what kind of investment could I make for your people? And that's where my heart had to change. God was like, you know, buddy, you're out here buying these SUVs for the tax write-off. You know, what, what are you truly interested in sowing into my kingdom? Yeah. And I'm like, well, right. well, I gave this year, God, look at my, so I gave, I gave my 10%. And he's like, no, 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 you, you misunderstand this. I'm talking about leveraging your life for kingdom impact. Yeah. And, you know, here yeah. I stand now <laughs> alongside you, you know, saying, that old way of thinking is dead. You know what I mean? Right. It's every, all the chips are on the table for the, for him, man. That's right. Yeah. Well, that that's good. And and it's, it's, it, it, you know, hopefully there's somebody listening and the, the, the thing is, it's not about um, trying to get, get your stuff so, so we can go live our dream. It's about saying it's his stuff. And if you don't see that and so into that, then that's fine. But don't call yourself a believer because what you're believing in isn't scripture. It isn't his. You're here to go and make disciples. Now, you can do that a lot of ways, but your resources are part of that. And look, we're at tip of the spear here. I've been rich. I know how it feels and it's nice. But it's worthless if it's not used to build and create disciples. Mm. That's ultimately what it's all about for us while we're here in this part of the kingdom. Now, if you are doing it, great. Um, You know, but there's so much out there that's just being wasted. And, you know, we're just talking about crumbs here. And it, it, it gets tiring. You know, people call and they want my time. They want to spend time with me, but they they won't sow into this. And it's like, dude, you know, or 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 whoever. You know, there are people that do, and I I, we these people are are awesome. We have a great community. So I'm not talking about. I'm just talking about people who just assume. You know, you go to work, you get a paycheck, but you won't. You know, all we're asking for you is. But I'm getting on a rant here. One of the things I wanted to talk about was patience briefly and i'll just touch on it we can get back into it later but you the only way to build something out of nothing is to work for god from heaven into the earth to 
help people live for him and free them. Your resources from soup to nuts are about that. And it doesn't mean you can't have plenty because mm-hmm. you can. And God's all over abundance. But it means if it's not prioritized and put into that, then it, 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 it's, it's all, it all just dies when you do. And, mm-hmm. and you've, you've lived a life without eternal significance. Let that convict you. Yeah. Patience, when you're being discipled or, or going out and being who you are in a, in a community, patience is key. God is the how. Patience is key. When you're planting seeds, guess what's key? Patience. How do you speed it up? You can't. What you can do is keep planting seeds. Go, 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 go. But don't stand over the one and cuss at it for not growing. Yeah. Let God do it. All right. So I call it, you know, it's it think about rope a dope. Right. <laughs> yeah. Stop being impatient. Rope a dope. Biblical rope dope, if I you love will. It. Yeah, you got you know Ali Muhammad Ali years ago. He was the king of rope a dope. Rope a dope. You see it in Rocky. Yes. And you can even go back and watch an old Elvis movie from early '60s. Kid Galahad. It's kind of cheesy, but he was doing it. The guy was punching the crap out of him and everything. Oh, this old farm boy, he's going to get killed, and then he comes back with one right hook and knocks the guy out. Yeah. We see that's it's funny because I mean, you know, look, I, Trump's doing it. it I mean, it <laughs> Jesus is the one who was rope doping big time because the devil thought he killed him and he came back, man. Yeah. And he took over. Rome thought they killed Jesus. Jesus conquered Rome. Rome. That's awesome. So so you sow your seeds, your resources into making more people for him. And that's all we're doing. That's what we do every day. That's our heart. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how else to say it. But, no, it's, uh, it, it's good. You don't have to, man. So just for our listeners who go, what is rope-a-dope? I just want to clarify. Rope-a-dope <laughs> is what Muhammad Ali did when he was boxing. He would lean against the rope and he would just dodge punches and he would let his opponent get exhausted and then yes. he would just, boom, hit him with one shot. He's arguably one of the greatest fighters. And I love Muhammad Ali. He's like, it's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ali, yeah. man, he was the king of one-liners. But the, the rope-a-dope is brilliant because so many people are out there exhausting themselves, punching for God, exactly. instead of learning how to dodge and shift and take the punches. And then at the appropriate time, right. you know, deliver the, the haymaker. And so what a great image. Go watch some some footage of, of Muhammad Ali and the rope-a-dope. So in your own life, think about this as you take the opinions of others, the criticisms of others, people throwing rocks at you, getting discouraged because things aren't going on. Be patient. Learn to rope-a-dope. And then God will bring victory as long as your heart is secured and following him. So I just wanted to clarify that, Kim. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I, I just sometimes I think everybody knows that, you know, I'm old, so I, I, I but uh, that's what we do here. And, yeah. and, and we're okay with the crumbs for a little bit, but it doesn't matter. You're missing an opportunity, but we're doing the rope a dope. Jesus did it, and, and we're in for the long haul. 
but but there's eternal significance in what we're doing and, and i'm saying that from the bottom and the top of my heart and you are too and you know so but but being patient why you let god work through you it pays yeah. huge dividends for him and your own value if you want that jump in yeah and uh, we'll walk with you and you'll have I, what i would call a, a community a body yes uh, to be part of and that's improving as well we're doing more events and we're going to do that yeah um, but it does there is an expense to that so yeah a you know, couple of things as we wrap up the show today. I know we've gone a little bit long, so I appreciate everybody sticking with us as we unpack these ideas. I want to give everybody a picture. Um, I, I use a lot of Kevin uses his metaphors, and I use a lot of like cultural references, like movies yeah. and things like that. Um, I, I, as you're talking today about you know planting seeds and you know not necessarily seeing the fruit immediately and being patient, I can't help but think about the movie It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, you know, and, and you look at the contrast between old man Potter, rich man Potter and George Bailey, which is Jimmy Stewart's character. You know, Jimmy Stewart thought his life meant nothing. He was better off dead. He didn't have any money. And old man Potter had the best investment in town. He was the man who had all the money. He had built right. the slums and all this kind of stuff. What you see at the end of that movie is a beautiful picture of this lived out. I mean, this explained is when George, you know, everybody starts to come to his aid and they start dumping the money on the table for him to meet the deficit, right? And, and his brother says, cheers to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. And, and what, he, what he means there yeah. is, is that George has lived his life investing in people. He's lived his life sowing seeds. And the fruit of that is, is born and produced, right? God produced, it was born through him um, in time. And he was patient because of that, but he almost didn't see it because he wanted to give up. Whereas old man Potter, you know, he's done, he's dead, he's in his wheelchair, whatever. So just be, attach your heart to that image for those who are looking like, you know, don't be Potter, you know, be more like George Bailey and use that as an example. Um, also too, Kev, I wanted to mention our our um, event, October 5th. Is that is that good to make that announcement? Yeah, yeah, sure is. Yes, yeah, so for, for those who are local and want to join us, October 5th, it's a Wednesday night. We're going to be at Bill's Tap Room, and it's going to be an update of about everything that's going on with Fearless. We're going to be releasing our hot sauce there. There's some exciting stuff. So if you're part of the Fearless community, put um, October 5th on your calendar. It's going to be at 6 p.m. You can reach out for us for more. We're going to be sending out links for folks to get registered, but I just wanted to make a, a note of that on today's show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, appreciate everybody listening uh, or listening later. And uh, we're all we want to do is honor God and help you live uh, your life completely the way He designed you to do. That's it. And uh, if you want to be a part of that, there's all kinds of ways to do it. And we're constantly improving. But as we do, it takes time and, and patience. And uh, so we appreciate people who are. Uh, completely on and in and uh, we love you so thank you for being part of it absolutely friends well thank y'all so much y'all have an awesome week thanks for listening to the fearless ones podcast peace